Hello, Kryptonast. Today we are recording for December 3rd, 2020. <laughs> On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. All right, Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me or becoming a sponsor, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 stable coins by market capitalization. First, number one, Tether, with a market cap of, wow, $23.6 billion. Second place, USD Coin with a market cap of $4.7 billion. Third place, DAI with a market cap of $1.4 billion. Fourth place, Binance USD with a market cap of $1.1 billion. Fifth place, Paxos Standard with a market cap of 400 and oops, mute that. With a market cap of $494.7 million. Sixth place, Empty Set Dollar with a market cap of $338.8 million. Seventh place, HUSD with a market cap of $312.4 million. Eighth place, True USD with a market cap of $307.4 million. Ninth place, SUSD with a market cap of $156.5 million. And tenth place, Neutrino USD with a market cap of $110 million. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 stablecoins by market capitalization. Your overall total market cap is at 1.1 trillion dollars. Come on, I gotta give you a little more than that. Uh, 1.123 trillion dollars? (laughs) Up by 4.8%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. All right, Cryptonauts. Next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, Nick, uh, first news coming in from Matt Husey. Bitcoin price surges after U.S. proposes stablecoin law. Whoever said Bitcoin was beyond politics clearly didn't know what happened when politicians tried to regulate crypto. On Wednesday, Congresswoman Rashida Talib announced the Stablecoin's Tethering and Banking License Enforcement Stable Act, a proposed bill that said anyone, <clears throat> anyone who ran a stablecoin would require a banking charter approved by Federal Reserve. Crypto Twitter naturally, w- <clears throat> excuse me, Crypto Twitter naturally wasn't very happy when the bill seemed likely highly unlikely to become law, but no sooner than the bill had been proposed, Bitcoin plotted a course northward as its price climbed aggressively in the early hours of Thursday morning. Bitcoin had been flirting between $18,900 and $19,200 for 12 hours before a sudden surge took above $19,450 at the time of writing. The price is softening a smidge, but the surge was particularly noticeable. Now it's entirely possible this possible the surge wasn't connected to the bill there was a bv a bv a bevy a bevy of positive news for bitcoin investors yesterday these include bullish statements on crypto's future from the likes of visa and paypal all right sounds good to me sounds good to me 
Next news, written by Scott Chablina. Bitflyer trading volume broke records during Bitcoin rally. Cryptocurrency exchange Bitflyer has reported a spike in trading volume and new registrations during Bitcoin's recent rally. Bitflyer is one of the cryptocurrencies industry's largest exchange licensed in Japan, Europe, and the United States. As the price of Bitcoin continues to increase into uncharted territories earlier this week, Bitflyer's increasing numbers indicates a revival of interest in the crypto markets. According to CoinHeels data from December 2nd, 2020, and, and shared by Bitflyer, the crypto exchange seized 151,000 Bitcoins in daily trading volume. During the month of November, Bitflyer achieved its highest trading volume of the year, which amounted to approximately $77 billion globally. According, according to the exchange, uh, most of this trading volume flowed to Bitcoin markets. One reason wh why Bitflyer may have enjoyed this success now is that the fact uh, in fact, it now has an established presence in the, in the United States, which played a significant role in Bitcoin's recent bull run. All right, next news. Written by Shayua Malwa. Hackers want $4 million Bitcoin ransom from insurance firm. A hacker group known as the Black Shadow infiltrated the servers of Sherbit, an Israeli insurance company, earlier this week and is now demanding $4 million in Bitcoin for the safe return of its compromised data, local news outlet Jerusalem Post reported today. They follow, they follow similar attacks that took place in the U.S. last week after hackers compromised the data of various insurance companies that demanded anything from $100,000 to millions of dollars, the report added. Sherbet is one of the largest insurance providers in Israel and counts many prominent individuals and government employees among its clients such as Gilad Notel, the president of the Tel Aviv District Court. The Black Shadow has already published a large part of the information online, such as IDs, personal files, and internal faxes as a means of threatening to, to coerce the firms to pay quickly or risk having to pay a much higher ransom amount. Such a tactic has been increasingly common for Bitcoin-related hacks in 2020. Hackers first demanded Sherbit uh, for 50 Bitcoin, worth nearly a million dollars by Wednesday stating they hold private and sensitive information about the firm's executives and employees alongside insurance data. They then said if the ransom wasn't paid by Thursday, the amount would increase to 100 Bitcoin. Wow. In case Sherbet did not pay by Friday, the hackers would then sell the data to others, they said in a Telegram group. The National Cyber Dictator uh, uh, Directorate, Israeli cyber, Cybersecurity Watchdog, and the Capital Market Authority are already working with Sherbit since Tuesday to investigate the case and confirm the insurance details were indeed leaked. Wow. That's not so good news. That's all bad news. Next news written by Liam Frost. How to stop your Ethereum 2.0 validator from getting slashed. While the launch of Ethereum 2.0 phase 0 now on December 1st, users were introduced to a bunch of new features and nuances that the proof-of-stake consensus mechanism has brought with it. One of them is slashing, a network protection mechanism that punishes validators if they don't fulfill their task correctly. Raul Jordan, Ethereum protocol developer at uh, Prismatic Labs, published a comprehensive blog post on November 30th explaining how to avoid getting slashed. What is slashing? One of the simplest level slashing is a form of law enforcement uh, law enforcement on Ethereum 2.0. This mechanism is designed to detect and suppress any validator's activity that can be harmful to the network. This includes, for example, proposing or attesting to two different conflict conflicting blocks at the same time or casting a vote which surrounds or is surrounded by a previous one. 
<clears throat> when an active val uh, validator gets slashed, the system begins to gradually destroy portions of the of the ETH stake over the course of 36 days, after which the guilty actor is booted from the Ethereum 2.0's beacon chain. Notably, slashing is irreversible, meaning that users will have to generate new validator keys and deposit new stake if they want to continue validating after being slashed. <clears throat> wow, I didn't know that. How to avoid being slashed? According to Jordan, one of the biggest mistakes that can that can lead to slashing is when a user inputs the same validating keys into two or more servers. This is the easiest way to get yourself slashed. If your if if your failover system has a false positive, your first node is down. You can find yourself in a situation where you commit slashable offenses. Jordan explained. To avoid this, users should never run identical validating keys in two or more places at the same time, especially since since most of the slashing protection instruments won't help in this specific case. I have just talked to the slashed validators and we have found the issue at hand. They will run in another instance of, of the validator. Let this be a warning to, to you. Do not run your validators in more than one place and validator, validator ish, uh, instances. <clears throat> well, there you go. Another common mistake is when user, users migrate his validator to a different machine or ETH 2.0 client, but forgets to also relocate the slashing protection history a data database that contains a local signing history. Okay, let's see what else. Another way to easily get slashed is by using a con uh, a containerized or cloud environment that doesn't have persistent volumes. Quote: You need to set up per uh, persistent volumes for your validator, such as uh, such that if a pod or container is is restart, the the slashing protection history will not be erased. Jordan added. Finally, the worst, although very unlikely, scenario involves bugs in the implementation. To avoid them, it is critical that users understand how to set up, configure, upgrade, and troubleshoot any installed software. Ultimately, slash and protection history is the first and foremost line of defense that should protect honest validators in most scenarios. But it's best to double check. All right, that's good to know. That's some, that's something completely new to me. So I don't really know much about uh, Ethereum 2.0 other than just the very basic. So if news articles like this come out, it's 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 very good to be an enlightened cryptonaut. With that said, next news coming in from Scott Chiplina. Fish attack poses as Ethereum wallet MetaMask. Cryptocurrency risk intelligence from Cypher Trace reported yesterday that it had seen an increase in post alleged users to users funds have been stolen via a Chrome browser ex extension phishing attacks masquerading as popular Ethereum wallet MetaMask. MetaMask, a browser plugin that ser serves as an Ethereum wallet, provides users access to unique Ethereum addresses uh, necessary to buy and sell Ethereum and Ethereum-based tokens. But MetaMask's wallet is online, which means it can be vulnerable to phishing attacks, where scammers exploit a user's personal information. Within the past 24 hours, CypherTrace has noticed an uptick of alerts and comments within the online cryptocurrency community of users. Funds being stolen via a Chrome browser extension, phishing attack poses as cryptocurrency wallet, and browser extension MetaMask CypherTrace said yesterday. The allegedly fraudulent browser extension redirects a uh, to a URL that was first seen eight days ago on November 26, 2020, according to who is data who is who is who is who is data provided by CypherTrace. Not before long, users started uh, informing CypherTrace that this wallet was malicious. On November 28, 2020, a Twitter user that goes by the handle Dematsurotsi contacted MetaMask, suggesting the website looks like a scam. I clicked 
in the ad uh, same content as the MetaMask the URL it looks like a scam please MetaMask team check this out it might be wrong fake website here written by Diego Mazo all right well there you go be very careful with whatever links you're clicking on know that you're working I mean I hope you cryptonauts a little smarter than that um, it does happen though it does happen if you don't uh, there's a lot of copy, I guess, mirroring sites. I guess I'll call them mirroring sites. Sites that look very similar to the original site, but on the back end of the fake is obviously data ciphering technology You know that just steals all your data. So if you're inputting your code or your password or your private keys, on the back end, they're definitely copying that and can obviously at a later time use it to uh, siphon off all your crypto. So be very careful with where you click. Next news written by Tim Copeland. Why is this buzzing on me? I thought I muted that. Mute. There you go. No, that's... Oh, that's why. Okay. Mute. There we go. All right. Uh, Next news written by Tim Copeland. Real Vision invested 10% of its cash holdings in Bitcoin. Uh, Financial TV company Real Vision invested 10% of its cash holdings in Bitcoin around three months ago, according to CEO Raul Powell. It joins a growing list of companies that have directly invested in Bitcoin, including business, businesses, intelligence firm, MicroStrategy, and payment company Square. According to Bit, Bitcoin Treasuries, these firms in total hold 243,000 Bitcoin worth a total of $4.5 billion, $4.5 billion. Quote, we think it's a good way to hold excess cash. It's not like I haven't done the work on it. I've been involved in this space since 2012, Powell told Decrypt. Real Vision invested its cash holdings in Bitcoin using crypto lending services BlockFi. It also lends out Bitcoin using the services which currently offer 6% APY. It's my only 10%. It's only 10%. What's the worst that could happen? It goes down 50% and we lose 5% of our treasury? Well, we're a subscription-based businesses. Uh, we generate cash, so we should be fine. But if it goes up 10 times, it makes a decent difference, he explained. Why companies are hesitant to invest in Bitcoin. Powell said that the reason many companies haven't invested in Bitcoin is because the corporate treasurer, who typically reports to the CFO, needs to justify putting firm assets into cryptocurrency. And to, and to do that, and to do that, he needs to be able to reassure shareholders. Quote, he needs some piece of paper written by investment bank or somebody who, with credibly uh, credibility that says this is a really good diversification asset that adds overall value to your portfolio. The moment that kind of research comes out, and there's some of it coming out, that will completely shift the game, he said. Talking cyber hornets is not going to get a pension fund to buy it, he mused. Okay, Bitcoin. A Bitcoin journey. Powell was born in the UK but lived in Spain between 2008 and 2012 when it suffered a financial crisis. At the time, he was trying to set up the world's fast, uh, world's safest bank with some clients of his financial publication, Global Macro Investors, but it was going nowhere. Eventually, one of my clients came to me and said, I, have you thought about buying uh, about Bitcoin properly? <clears throat> I did some work on Bitcoin and bought it, Powell said. Powell invested around $25,000 in the cryptocurrency when its price rose 100% in a month. He swiftly t- sold it for a neat profit. He bought back in a few times uh, over the following years, making a 10 times gain at one point. He eventually sold over uh, over the Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash split because he didn't understand the technology differences. Uh, cut to April 2020, MPAL had a balanced portfolio of 25% Bitcoin, 25% gold, and 20, uh, 25% USD, plus some bonds. 
Yet earlier this week, he decided to spice things up and went all in on cryptocurrency. Quote, Okay, last bomb. I have to sell order in tomorrow to sell all my gold and to skeleton to buy BTC and ETH 8020. I don't own anything else except some bonds, calls, and some money, dollars. 98% of my, uh, my liquidity net worth. See, you can't categorize me except irresponsibly long. Good night, all. He tweeted on November 30th. Okay, last bombshell. I have to sell. Okay, do, 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 okay. But why did he? But why did he abandon gold? I'm a macro guy, so I'm looking forward for where's the best risk-adjusted returns and Bitcoin's was basically eating every other asset's lunch. And I held onto my gold for as long as possible. And I'm like, what's the point? He said, I'm still bullish gold, but I, I just think Bitcoin goes up a lot more. He added, Powell explained that he used multiple methods of predicting Bitcoin's future tra- trajectory, including technical analyst and Metcalf's law. The idea that a network's value is proportional to the squares, the square number of nodes in the network. Investing in Ethereum and wider ecosystem. Powell also chose to invest 20% of his holdings in Ethereum. He did so for three reasons. First, he noted that... He noted that it has been forming a base against Bitcoin for a long period of time and outperformed it, outperformed it this year. Second, there are big developments in uh, on the base layer, namely Ethereum 2.0. Third, he sees a big future in the tokenized world. <clears throat> okay, what else? That's pretty much it. All right, if you think, quote, if you think that the world's biggest equities are like true trillion dollars, Anything gold is a an eleven trillion dollar asset, and it's probably likely to double over the next five year, few years. So it becomes a twenty trillion dollar asset. Where is the whole space in that? I think tr- ten trillion dollars is a good start. What's what's that over five years, seven years, something like that? Pal, said Powell. He added, "There's a long way to go in this. There's a huge area, and when you're disrupting money, the rewards aren't our money. So therefore, the market cap's going to be huge from this." Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Next news written by... Wow, we're not even halfway. Jeez. Next news written by Shayua Malwa. Legacy German bank to start a crypto fund next year. Hawk and... Hawk and... I don't know how to say that. Uh, Aufhauser, a German mid-sized bank founded... In 1796, will launch a passively managed crypto fund in January 2021. Announced it announced earlier today, German's mid-sized traditional bank, Hock and and Aufhauser, founded back in, in 1796, starts crypto fund as of January 2021. The fund, officially the HAIC Digital Asset Fund I1, will hold Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Stellar, among others and is aimed at high network investors and institutional clients. Hawk and Aufhauser has partnered with Berlin fintech players Capilendo for the launch. Capilendo. Investors are not limited to any particular subscription period, meaning they can choose to invest or divest from the funds at any time. However, the minimum investment is 200,000 euros. Clients will be charged the industry average of 2.05% of their investment as fees. All crypto allocations will be selected based on current market caps, quali- uh, qualitative data, and high liquidity to ensure a smooth sale. Hawk and Aufhauser said the portfolio covers over 85% of the total markets market for crypto assets with that criterion in mind. 
All right, let's see. Next news written by Will Gutzengen. American Bitcoin mining pool aims to erode China's dominance. Titan, a mining software company organized by blockchain infrastructure firm Block, has announced what it's calling a new enterprise-grade mining pool for Bitcoin. It's based in North America and geared towards companies that want to mine at scale and take a bite out of the Chinese mining industry while they're at it. Mining, which allocates raw computing power towards verifying transactions on the blockchain in exchange for the chance to earn cryptocurrencies has grown into a global industry over the past decade. As Bitcoin's value grew, it became economically reasonable to invest immense amount of money in data centers that would give people a leg up in the race to verify transactions. This has come at a significant environment cost since these data centers require vast amount of electricity. China has historically outpaced North America in terms of its mining uh, capabilities, and Titan's pools represents a growing efforts on the part of America's companies that turn the tide. The University of Cambridge's Center for Alternative Finance published a report earlier this year asserting that 65% of global Bitcoin hash rate, that is, how much computing power is dedicated to Bitcoin mining, was coming from China. The U.S. came in at number two with just over 7%. Wow, that's crazy. Though these numbers don't account for virtual private networks. The Titan Pool offers a powerful North American alternative and a way for the continent's Bitcoin miners to achieve the efficiency and scale enjoyed by miners in other regions, according to a press release. <clears throat> All right. Let's see, scrolling on down. Quote, mining is more or less like the Federal Reserve of the global Bitcoin network. Uh, Contron told Decrypt and non-crypto institutions will want to integrate further uh, further here. This will require the mining industry to meet them where they are. That's where the Titan Pool and its members come in. The pool is currently in closed beta. It is scheduled to open to the public with CoinMint and CoinScientific uh, in January and officially launch soon afterwards. Huh. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. Next news, written by Shariwa Malwa. Kraken invest $150,000 in Ethereum products via Gitcoin. Crypto exchange Kraken said Thursday it would match a $150,000 investment towards the development of Ethereum projects as per release shared with Decrypt. The effort is part of a collaboration with open source software firm Gitcoin, which puts up the original amount. <clears throat> Ethereum and DeFi are built on the open source software. With their generous contributions, Kraken is excited to give back to the volunteer developers building the infrastructure of the crypto economy, said Kevin Awaki, CEO of Gitcoin. <clears throat> Kraken's grant grants would find their way to developers applying to Gitcoin's Ethereum infrastructure tech category between December 3rd to December 18th. The grant are part of the of uh, of one Gitcoin's many initiatives for developers who use it to free service to interact with other developers and get paid for finding bugs or maintaining a live program. Gitcoin Round 8 has started. All right. Next news written by Scott Chiblina. S&P Dow Jones is adding crypto indices in 2021. S&P Dow Jones indices has announced today that it will launch cryptocurrency indices in 2021. 
The product branded under the S&P Dow Jones Indices name will, will reportedly use data from Luca, a New York-based virtual currency company on more than 550 of the top traded coins. This move could conceivably make it easier for investors to access cryptocurrencies as an asset class, which in turn might reduce some of the volatility seen in the crypto market today. <clears throat> With digital assets such as cryptocurrency becoming a more rapidly emerging asset class, the time is right for independent, reliable, and user-friendly benchmarks, said Peter Rothman, Global Head of Innovations and Strategy at S&P Dow Jones Industries. This news comes just a few days after Bitcoin broke a new all-time high price of, on November 30th, 2020, and follows a wave of mainstream financial names, including PayPal, MicroStrategy, and Square, all becoming increasingly involved in the crypto space. All right. Next news written by Liam Frost. Nigel Farage has become a Bitcoin believer. Nigel Farage, British politician and leader of the Bitrix party, proclaimed that it could be crucially important that you get your mind around crypto and what it means. During an interview with Crypto Revolution author Sam Volkering, uh, published on November 27th, quote, it's the subject everyone's talking about, said Farage. From the poorest to the richest in the land, one of the conversations that are going on about the, about cryptocurrency, the reason is all too obvious. It's that governments are, through this pandemic, creating a vast amount of funny money, debasing currencies, and people are scared about what this means for their money, their investment. <clears throat> Previously, Farage has expressed his divert, uh dissatisfaction with the UK government UK's government's response to the coronavirus pandemic at the beginning of the crisis Farage stated that protecting protecting us off from the epidemic should be prioritized over the ec- economy and Labast Boris Johnson heard immunity strategy when the lockdowns were finally enacted in the UK Farage changed his tune asserting that the the cure is worse than the disease at the time he also announced the re- the rebranding of Bitrix Party into Reform UK and campaigned against lockdowns, calling them cruel and unnecessary. All right. As Decrypt reported, many financial experts have cited that the coronavirus pandemic as one of the main uh, driving forces behind the current prices, price rallies of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Quote, 2020 has been turbulent for everyone, but for the crypto industry, it will be remembered as a di- uh, defining opportunity, said uh, Casey Taylor, Vice President of Network uh, and Development at venture capital firm Digital Currency Group in October. The industry is not only intact, but saw validating uh, validation as strong growth. All right, next news written by Robert Stevens. Winklevoss's Voss, Wink Gemini Exchange pings $200,000 to Bitcoin devs. All right, let's take a little sip here. Gemini, the cryptocurrency exchange empire run by the Cameron and Tyler Wink of Austin today, announced that the launch of a $200,000 Bitcoin development fund called the Gemini Opportunity Fund, a $150,000 of the money in Bitcoin, of course, will go straight to Brink, a London, London non-profit fellowship program to sponsor Bitcoin developers. The developers will work with John Newberry, Brink's co-founder and executive director, and a Bitcoin core contributor 
Mike Schmidt, and another Bitcoin Core contributor, Square, the Human Rights Foundation, and Kraken are among other donors. Kraken also donated $150,000. So far, the only fellow is Georgia Zhao, a Bitcoin Core contributor fresh from the University of California, Berkeley, where she sat as president of its blockchain club. <clears throat> After Zhao will work on something called Package Mempool Accept, which will let you send crypto in packages, groups of transactions, and the network could accept or reject packages based on the amount in fees. Currently, the network check checks the fees of individual transactions and excludes fees from minimum thresholds. Gemini will also donate $50,000 in Bitcoin to the Human Rights Foundation Bitcoin Development Fund. All right. Sounds good to me. Sounds real good to me. Next news written by Liam Frost. Bitcoin's price triples in value against gold since March. Since the coronavirus outbreak catalyzed a global market meltdown in March, Bitcoin's price, with measured against gold, has not only recovered but more than tripled according to various charging platforms such as uh, XE. The, the, the in, uh, in, indicates, this indicates that the digital gold is currently outperforming the traditional one by far. But why is this the case? Can Bitcoin be directly compared to gold? Speaking of, to Decrypt, Konstantin Animosov, Executive Director of Bitcoin Exchange CEX.io, noted that it's not entirely fair to compare the market's market performance to Bitcoin and gold purely in terms of the price movements. For example, Bitcoin lost 58.4% from February 19 to March 13th. At its lowest, at its low, while gold fell only 14.6% between March 9th and March 20th. However, if we look at the price action of both assets since the start of 2020, we will see that Bitcoin has grown by 450% and gold has only risen by 50%. Therefore, we can definitely say that Bitcoin has a much more successful asset than gold throughout the year in terms of percentage growth. And Animasov told Decrypt. All right, so there you go. Now you know you should be getting yourself into Bitcoin. Now, I've been telling you since the beginning to be stacking sats. And I'll tell you every single day, stack your sats. Next news, written by Andrew Hayward. Spotify staffing up for Facebook's DM other crypto payments. Streaming music giant Spotify is beefing up, it, beefing up its payments team in advance of the launch of Facebook's bank DM stablecoin projects, formerly Libra, along with other potential stablecoins and cryptocurrency-related initiatives on the horizon. Spotify has two associate director positions open in its payments, payments division, one focused on strategy and innovation, and the other on strategy and planning. The innovation-centric role in particular mentions the uh, focus on DM and other crypto initiatives. The role, this role will, will report the director payment strategy and innovation and will play a key part in defining and impl implementing Spotify's payment strategy as well as leading Spotify's activity within the Libra stablecoins project and, and wider digital assets and cryptocurrency space, reads the description, which says that the job will, uh, will be based in either London or Stockholm. All right, next news, written by Jason Nelson. Terraform Lab launches Mirror Protocol for investors worldwide to participate in U.S. equities. 
Terraform Labs today announced the launch of its Mirror Protocol, the first synthetic asset protocol that tracks the price of U.S. stocks, futures, exchange-traded funds, and other traditional assets, bridging crypto with global financial markets. U.S. equities are an attractive asset class globally, but access to the $36.3 trillion asset market is limited. Mirror solves this by enabling the minting of synthetic assets, so-called mirrored assets. That mirror, mirror real-world assets price behavior reflecting the exchange's price on-chain. Mirror gives traders the price exposure to real-world assets that may not otherwise be accessible to them. The Terra Vision. Seoul, South Korea-based Terraform Labs, launched in January of 2018, was co-founded by Do Kwon, who appears on the 2019 Forbes 30 Under 30, is the companies behind the programmable stablecoin Terra. Investors including Coinbase Venture, Arrington XRP Capital, Pantera Capital, Polychain Capital, and Galaxy Digital. All right. Quote, I met the founder Do and Daniel in Korea in mid-2018 and was impressed with the e-commerce experience and the vision for what Terra could become, Michael Arrington of Arrington XRP Capital told Decrypt. The founders wanted to create a stablecoin designed to be used in e-commerce transactions. Their vision of using, uh, using, using, uh, seniorage, as a way to encourage it, encourage its use in e-commerce, creating a virtuous cycle of usage and growth seemed like a no-brainer. He added, noting that they have ex- executed beyond our expectations since then. We have never sold any of our original investments, and we have slowly acquired a multiple of the of that initial investment over time. All right. Next news. Written by Robert Stevens, Paul Tudor Jones. Bitcoin market set for a crazy rocket ship ride. Paul Tudor Jones, the billionaire investor turned Bitcoin evangelist today, said at the path forward from here is north for the crypto asset. I'm not an expert on Bitcoin by any stretch, he told Yahoo uh, Finance, but said that the crypto's going to have a crazy rocket ship ride going up and going down along the way. His guess, Bitcoin in particular, will be substantially higher in 20 years than where it is right now, relative to gold's 8 or $9 trillion market cap, and God knows how many trillions of fiat currency. Bitcoin's current market cap of $359 billion just doesn't add up, said that the hedge fund icon. Tudor Jones said that Bitcoin reminds him of the internet stocks of 1999, reiterating that what he told CNBC in October because the internet was in its infancy nobody knew how to value it because the world of possibility that lay ahead what you can be certain of is that probably 20 years from now our kids and grandkids will be using some kind of digital currency he said he added that the digital currency will be used every by every sovereign national a nation and cash may be gone and so in that world where does bitcoin fit in as well as some of them in other current cryptocurrencies. Where does Ethereum or Tether fit in? I don't know. I'm not smart enough to figure that out, he uh, said the billionaire whose chops made made him his fortune. Tudor Jones said that the makeup of the crypto industry in the future is an, analogous to metals. You might have precious precious crypto, Tudor, Tudor Jones uh, pon, uh, pontificated, that might be Bitcoin, he said, since it has a historical integrity. It was the original cryptocurrency and their first mover. Because of its finite supply, 
that might be the precious crypto that you'll have more transaction uh, transactional crypto he said just like in uh, industries metals such as copper and lead what do I what do I know that is that that it's no way possible today to know what's what's next 10 to 20 years are going to be like he said or right, come on to the Jones give us something okay okay if I had to take a position he concedes he says that a brand name coin like Bitcoin currently is incorrectly priced for the possibilities that it that it has in part because we don't know what those are and I'm going to assume that the path forward from here is north cryptos going to have a crazy rocket ship ride going up and down along the way but my guess is Bitcoin is in particular with a substantially higher than higher in 20 years than where we are right now and who knows what that role it has in the monetary system if crypto's crazy rocket ship ride decrypt is here to ride that rocket ship with you to the jones all right all right all right all right next news written by jeff benson cz lands on bloomberg 50 next to falsi and kaepernick has it <coughs> Ooh. As a cryptocurrency billionaire, Binance CEO Shane Peng Sao doesn't need that plaudis, but they sure are nice. Bloomberg's Business Week today named CZ to one of uh, to its Bloomberg 50, an annual list of the people in business, entertainment, uh, finance, politics, and science and technology whose accomplishments merit recognition. This year's list includes Dr. Anthony Fauci, former. NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick and singer Belly Ellis, and I and who else? And hmm. quote: "I am humbled and honored to be part of this group of remarkable, remarkable people who are shaping our world for the better." The founder said, alongside these committed, these uh, committed and passionate leaders, bringing change across diverse, diverse spheres. We will continue to work towards increasing financial inclusion globally with crypto as a fundamental means and putting people and our users first. Binance is one of the world's top cryptocurrency exchanges, Zhao told Bloomberg. He anticipates profits to go from $570 million in 2019 to over $800 million this year. Wow. Oh my goodness. That is insane. <clears throat> Next news written by Andrew Hayward. Crypto game Blinko's block party to open in beta December 10th. Blinko's block party, a blockchain-driven PC game from Mythical Games that let users create, share, and play together, will launch in October. It will launch an open beta on December 10th. Developed in collaboration with Third Kind Games and self-published by Mythical, Blinko's block parties uh, looks like a crypto-fueled alternative to Roblox the immensely popular game based around users-generated games and contents. Blanco's block party players can create their own games, compete in online challenges, and play and socialize using their own customizable characters. The difference, of course, is that Blanco's block party players can purchase their own probably rare content, including unique versions of the titular Blanco's characters. Blanco's block party takes inspiration from vinyl and designer toying culture, and the open beta launch will bring new Blinkos designed by vinyl toy artist Peter Fowler and, and John, John, John Paul Kaiser. The open beta launch comes just weeks after Blinkos Block Party entered a closed beta in November, which users could enter by purchasing one of the various founders' packs 
of in-game content ranging in price from $25 to $150. The packs provided incoming players with a distinctive Blinko's character and accessories of varying rarity levels to, to use in the game. Let's see. Quote, we believe that the player-owned ec uh, economies belonged, uh, belong in any, in any game. We want to provide a suite of platform services that abstract the complexities of blockchain and allows developers to design game economies that empower players and content creators to get involved, he said. Today, some of the most successful games have monetized models uh, that are completely built around in-game items economies. Blockchain has come in at a perfect time to elevate the potential of digital items to give game developers more tools to build robust economies. All right, all right, all right. Next news, written by Will Gottsengen. How IRS tax rules may apply to Ethereum 2.0. Ethereum 2.0 is here, but IRS guidelines for how it might be taxed are not. The first phase of Ethereum uh, 2.0 upgrade, which launched earlier this week, sees Ethereum officially begin its transition to a proof-of-stake consensus mechanism from, where, from what's known as proof-of-work. Proof-of-work involves verifying transactions with raw computational power, whereby proof-of-stake relies on validators who stake their tokens for a chance to verify blocks. In the context of Ethereum 2.0, rather than mining coins, computers are awarded in ETH. All right, right now the IRS has released zero guidance as to how stakes, uh, stakers should go about reporting investments in Ethereum 2.0. And according to Roger Brown, the head of tax and regulatory affairs for Luca, a blockchain data and software company, the best we can do at this point is to try to, to define some potential guidelines for the current iteration of the tax code. One thing you probably won't be taxed for, says Brown, is transferring ETH into the Ethereum 2.0 deposit contract. This is a process that's already been, uh, been going on for some time. The launch of the, the Ethereum 2.0's phase zero earlier this week uh, was made possible by community members pouring ETH into the deposit contracts. The contract required 524,288 ETH in order to lay the foundation uh, for the Ethereum proof of stakes feature. Let's see, scrolling on down here. Uh, Chandra Sekera added that he doesn't expect any clarification from the IRS anytime soon, but on a blog post on the issue, he pointed to another possible taxation question surrounding ETH2, namely whether or not ETH2 is distinct from ETH1. If they are in fact distinct, Chakra, Chandra Chandra. Sandra Sekera asserts then converting ETH1 to ETH2 could be a taxable event, but there isn't much clarity on, on this either. Per the official plan for the, the three-phase Ethereum 2.0, the pre-2.0 version of the Ethereum will eventually be rele uh, re relegated, re relegated to a shard chain, which will run in parallel with the other chains on Ethereum 2.0. But the question of, or of whether or not there is an actual currency exchange happening somewhere along the way doesn't have a clear answer for now. Marta Belcher, an, attor an attorney at Ropes and & Gary, and a blockchain specialist put a finer point on it in an email to, to Decrypt. The lack of clarity on these types of issues, in my view, creates unnecessary friction that harms innovation. Until the IRS sheds a little more light, Ethereum 2.0 stake, uh, stakers may have to keep fumbling around in the dark. 
All right, next news written by Robert Stevens. Web creator Tim Berns-Lee has a plan to decentralize the web. <clears throat> Sir Tim Berns-Lee, the creator of the World Wide Web and CTO of Inrupt, thinks he comes, he comes up with a way to decentralize the web, but it doesn't have anything to do with a blockchain. Burns-Lee and CEO John Bruce explained at Web Summit yesterday. Inrupt last month released Solid, an open-source privacy platform that lets users store their own data, then grants access to companies and organizations at will, rather than letting social media and advertising companies harvest their data and sell it for hefty profits. This... Bruce and Burns Lee claim decentralizes the internet because it gives power back to the people who own and produce the data. Scrolling on down, Burns Lee explained blockchain and solid are different. He, he started blockchain is a system where if everybody stores the same data, everyone has a copy of the blockchain. That's useful for when you want to, for instance, have a single ledger for everybody's ID or what is spent on the bank, he said. Referring to solid, he said, Everyone stores different data. You're not all tugging at the same level, nor, he said, are you paying to keep the same system going. Each organization or, or individual on solid has a pod. These pods represent silos of data that talk to other pods. So someone's pod may grant the, the NHS access to the pod that stores their health data. Hmm, it's a bit like blockchain, admitted Burns Lee. Attaboy. <laughs> Attaboy, attaboy. All right, last news of the day, written by Jeff Benson. The crypto exchange that missed out on Bitcoin's bull run. Bitcoin's late 2020 price surge from $10,134 on September 3rd to above $19,000 has made a lot of cryptocurrency exchanges happy. Leading, uh, leading exchange Binance has watched its trading volumes skyrocket. It's up to 133% of the last month and over 400% from its previous year. According to data from Anomics, Coinbase Pro is also up over 200% for the month and 92% for the year. The Kraken has had smooth sailing as well with 163% and 54% jumps uh, for the month and year respectively. But not every exchange has been able to capitalize on its Bitcoin, Bitcoin's good fortune. Qcoin has done $3.97 billion in transaction volumes in the past month according to Nomics. While that's good for a 78% improvement from last month, the Singapore exchange is still doing smaller volumes than it had been doing for parts of July through September. Its volumes are down 21% from the previous year. So what happens in September? It got hacked on September 25th to the tune of $281 million worth of tokens. And although it was able to recover over 80% of the tokens by November 11th, the timing of the hack couldn't have been much worse for the exchange from a consumer confidence standpoint. In between those two, date, uh, two dates, Bitcoin's price went from $10,739 to $16,284. But Qcoin's trading volume was stuck in Q1, perhaps due to the concerns about the security uh, of their funds. Indeed, the, new, the number of Bitcoin reserves in Qcoin wallets plummeted from 1059 on September 24th to, to under 50 the following day. What? According to data from uh, CryptoQuant, that number has slowly ticked up to 403 BTC. Qcoin wasn't the only exchange that exchanged to face tough times. There was also OK, OKX, which halted withdrawals from October 16th to November 26th due to its founders being detained by police. 
volumes can uh, volume certainly isn't everything for cryptocurrency exchanges, but Qcoin will certainly be hoping for more of it in 2021. All right, cryptonauts. Finally, this was a long one, and keep in mind, I I really just minimize as much uh, of of these of these articles as possible, just to try to give you the just the, the meaty part of it. So if you want, you can always go back and read more into that. This is just one day's worth. And look how long this took just to read small little sections of it. My goodness. So I really hope you can give me a, a big thumbs up, a like, a comment, or anything. Especially, just give me a little chit-chat over at Discord. I mean, that's free. If you have Discord, just chit-chat with me over there. It's cool. Uh, with that said, Cryptonauts, I greatly appreciate your time. With that said, I will catch you all on the next one. Adios.